The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut invites you to spend the next quarter of an hour with us for this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. This is Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing with the next sermon in Pastor Greg Scalzo's series on Heavenly Authority. Before we begin my husband's message, let me remind you of our church website at www.shiarjashub.org, where you will find information about our church and services, as well as a library of radio programs for serious Bible study. Here now is the author of The Nature and Power of Prayer, Pastor Greg Scalzo. The last time in the Heavenly Authority series, we read how God had appointed these in the church first apostles. That was in 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Apostolos. Remember we said it was one sent out, one sent forth. And we left off in Matthew chapter 10. We had read in verse 1, And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out. So power, authority over unclean spirits. To heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. So sicknesses, diseases, long-term diseases, short-term sicknesses, all diseases, all sicknesses, cast out unclean spirits. This was the power he gave them. And then we went on and we looked at the names of the 12 apostles. We reviewed them and we correlated them with the, the slight variations in the different texts so we understood who each one was. Uh, and we left off in verse 5 of chapter 10 of Matthew. These 12 Jesus sent out. So they're sent out. Apostello. And they were sent out and Jesus commanded them saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles. And do not enter a city of the Samaritans, verse 6, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So you have here a short-term, a temporary mission that he's sending them out on while he's alive. A preparation, really, for the long-term mission they would have once he ascended up. While he's still with them, he sends them out, and it's as though they're appropriating the power and the anointing they would have later on after the day of Pentecost. That which was on him is being placed upon them, and they have authority to do the things that he's been doing for a short time to train them. And he gives them different directions here. He tells them, as we just read, do not go into the way of the Gentiles. Do not enter a city of the Samaritans but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Jeremiah tells us, he gives us the word of the Lord where the Lord says, my people have been lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have turned them away on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. And what a summary of the condition of the state of Israel. Shepherds leading them astray. 
They're like lost sheep and they're going from mountain to mountain, hill to hill, and forgetting the place of worship, which is in their God. And he says, this is Jeremiah 50, verses 6 and 7. In verse 7 he says, All who found them have devoured them. And their adversary said, We have not offended, we are not guilty, because they have sinned against the Lord, the habitation of justice. That's the resting place. Yahweh their Lord is the habitation of justice. The Lord, the hope of their fathers. So the adversaries boast we're not guilty. They've done this because they're in this situation because they've sinned. And it's true. But it doesn't justify their adversaries, right? It doesn't justify the Assyrians or the Babylonians or the Greeks or the Romans. All who have found them devour them. A summary of Israel, the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Don't go to the Gentiles. Don't go to the Samaritans who are like part Gentile, part Jew. Go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And Peter, when he's in Solomon's portico, after the healing of the lame man, he tells the people in the book of Acts how all the prophets from Samuel and those who follow have foretold of these days that he would preach to them about Jesus Christ. And he says, You are sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. To you first, God, having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turning away every one of you from your iniquities. That's in Acts chapter 3, verses 24 to 26. To you first, to you Israel first, God having raised up his servant Jesus, sent him to bless you and turn away every one of you from your iniquities, from your sins, that you're no longer lost sheep, that you come back to the God who is your habitation, the God where you can rest. Paul likewise Later on in Acts chapter 13, he's in Antioch, Pisidia. First he's gone, he's preached in the synagogue, which was his custom, to go first into the synagogue. And then you read in verse 46 that Paul and Barnabas grew bold because they're having confrontation with the Jewish leaders and said it was necessary, necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. But since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, behold, we turn to the Gentiles. But it was necessary that the word of God should be spoken to you first. First to Israel, first to the Jews. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jews first and also to the Greeks, Romans 2.10. So the gospel was first to go forth to Israel, to fulfill the promises. It was to go to all nations, right? Uh, repentance, remissions of sins should be preached to all nations in his name, beginning at where? Jerusalem. Luke chapter 24, verse 47. First to the Jews. First to fulfill the promise that God has given to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the prophets of the coming Messiah that was meant first for them, 
and then to all nations. And so Jesus here, in training them, tells them, go first. Don't go to the Gentiles. Don't enter the city of the Samaritans. They'll do that later on. But go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then he says in verse 7, And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Preach. So part of their calling, we saw that they were to cast out unclean spirits. They were to heal all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. Here's something else the apostles do. The main thing they do, as you go, preach. They are called to preach and notice the message. The kingdom of heaven. As you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is the message to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. The good news of the great shepherd. The good news of the coming kingdom. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven has drawn near. It's near. It's very near. This is central to the gospel. It is good news. Not the kingdom of the world. Not the kingdom of darkness. Not the kingdom of suffering that they've seen and of sin and of the enemy devouring them. All who come against them devour them. But now the king has come, the Messiah has come, become a subject of the kingdom because the kingdom coming in power and great glory is very near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's as close as hearing the word of God and receiving it. The king comes. When you speak about a kingdom, you need a king. And the only king that can rule in the kingdom of God is he who is God, holy and pure. And then you need subjects. Well, the subjects are made by faith. If the king came in power and great glory, and even the trees bowed down, and the earth rumbled, well, everyone would say, yes, I'll bow my knee. Every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Doesn't make them a true member of the kingdom, right? Means they're fearful. But when the king comes, he comes humbly. He comes as son of man. And the good news is preached. And those who are really his know his voice. And they are true members of the kingdom. And the subjects of the kingdom are made by faith. So the kingdom came with Jesus Christ. The kingdom comes every moment that a person hears the gospel and by faith receives Jesus as their Lord, as their king. And over the centuries, millions have been made subjects of the kingdom, knowing they have a kingdom better than any kingdom in this world. And someday, at some point, very soon, the kingdom will come you need the king, you need the king, the subjects, and then you need the land, right, to define a kingdom. He will come and take the land. He will open the scroll. He will possess that which is rightfully his. He will come back to the earth, and the kingdom will be complete with the king and the subjects who are his, and he will possess the whole earth. The kingdom of God came, it comes, and it will come. This is the message he tells the apostles to preach. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
And then he tells them in verse 8, to display the power of the kingdom, that the people can taste the kingdom. They hear the message of the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, and now display the power. What does he say? Heal the sick, right? He gave them authority to heal all kinds of sicknesses. Heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out demons. Well, he gave them authority over all unclean spirits. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. The power of the kingdom displayed at the hands of the apostles. Notice you have the message the kingdom of heaven, and you have the signs. Remember, we studied, and these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. And that was to accompany them as they went into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And Jesus says, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe, who does not believe, will be condemned. The message goes out, the message of the kingdom goes out, and signs and wonders followed the apostles. Pastor Greg Scalzo's award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, would make a thoughtful gift and a great witnessing tool this Christmas. You can find it on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com. And remember, you can access our church information and a library of Bible study programs at shiarjeshub.org. Join us next time for Shiar Jeshub.